Welcome to the Quantum Feedback Podcast. I'm your host, Tino Beth, and join me as we embark upon a journey into exploring the bridge between science and spirituality, between the embodied state and the out-of-body state. And we explore the different dimensions, the different contextualizations, the stories that people have experienced in their out-of-body experiences. So let's dive in to this mini-series all about the phenomenon of being out of your body, of experiencing new depths and perceptions, new awareness and consciousness, and the new realizations that come as a result of seeing life, your life, and that around you from a whole new perspective. Welcome to the Quantum Feedback Podcast, episode number 23, and part three of the Out of Body Experience series. And can't wait to dig in and, and dive in and hear all about your experience. I'm extremely fascinated about the subject because um, of my own experience, and I'm sort of curious as to what other people are doing out there and, and if there's like a common thread and if we can, you know, like ways in which we could possibly tap into that at, at will. Yeah, it's crazy. So, oh God, I don't even know where to start really. Um, so I've always been like a lucid dreamer when I was a kid. Um, a lot of it was terrifying and then I could like control it and literally like just fly away. Um, I also experienced like sleep paralysis all the time. Um, as a kid, I haven't had that experience in a number of years, but the last time that I had it, there was actually an entity that went into my husband's body and was like beating me and raping me in my bed while I was stuck in this, like in between state, <laughs> like, it, <clears throat> I don't know, a demon or I don't even know what that was, but that was the only time that anything's like ever attacked me in that state normally when I'm in the sleep paralysis I'm aware of what's happening and I'm trying to like fling myself off of the bed to like snap myself out of it but yeah that's been like a lifetime thing for me um I don't know if it was like astral sex but like my very first orgasm was in my sleep like woke up with like my hands like this. I was 12 and I'm like, what was that? Um, continue to have sex with people and orgasms in my sleep, um, which is problematic in relationships because the guys that are really in my bed, apparently I'm not like quiet about it and they get like really jealous and it becomes like this strange thing. Cause I'm like thrashing about and moaning or whatever. Um, so that's just like a background of like my dream life. Um, always been a seeker. I always had terrible like PTSD and anxiety. And so 
tried yoga. I tried meditation. I tried medication. I tried alcohol. I tried shopping. I tried, I mean, like everything. Mm. Um, and I finally went and sat with ayahuasca cause I was just so ready to like surrender it all. Like I was so done suffering and oh, holy fuck. Like those four days was like, I mean, insane and there were 90 people there and not everyone got where I was right like not at all and I was asking the shaman about it and he said it's like the polarity like the depths of your suffering is also on the opposite side the height of your rise once you can like surrender so like during the ayahuasca after I'd like met my shadow and like healed my heart and like healed my ancestral line and like all the crazy shit I mean I died and I mean I crossed over I like died and went to heaven I pierced the veil I went to nirvana I mean I don't know whatever you want to fucking call it like that happened so best experience of my life and then when I came back I took up the meditation at least for an hour a day, because at this point, like I came back, I left my husband, I quit the only career I'd ever known. Like all of my friends fell away, like just completely life-changing, which was fine. I was fine with, I wasn't upset with any of it. I was good. Um, and I sat on my land. I have, I live in Colorado on like five acres with a Creek and I would just sit there and meditate. And I could like just open right back up to source and like the bliss and the connection. And everyone's like, why are you meditating all day? And I was like, well, you would too, if you could like experience what's happening. But of course, you know, that sort of like lovely pink cloud or whatever you want to call it doesn't last forever, but it did last for an entire summer. And then I went and became a breathwork practitioner, which I'm not sure if you're experienced. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you can have auto out of body experiences doing that as well. Mm. But so the out of body experience that was the most intense because it was literally just me sitting in meditation. It wasn't breathwork induced. It wasn't medicine induced. It wasn't induced by anything Aside from the fact that I'd had, I told my father that I was leaving my husband and he was so mean and cruel and awful, which I knew that he would be. And I was managed to like approach it from a non-reactive place, but I was just done. Like, I know that there is a connection with me, with this man that goes way beyond like this lifetime. Like this is something that I can't access, but I want to be rid of. And so I sat down and I was like praying and I started crying and I was doing like the weird, you know, like swaying thing. And I asked to be shown whatever it was that was connecting me to him. And it showed up and it was like this giant, nasty, like Jack and the beanstalk, like, like right out of my solar plexus, like my power center, right? Like it was this... And I prayed and prayed and said, please release me. And there was like a cut and I flew out of my fucking body like a cannon, like just gone. I was gone and it was so fast. And it was like literally the instant that cut, like I was like just gone 
And I don't know how to describe it aside from like, I turned into like a ball of glowing energy, like a miniature fucking star or a sun or whatever it is. I was literally just a light ball of energy and it was so intense it was so intense, like the power and the, like the feel of that. And it was scary, obviously. And I tried to like come back into my body and stand up and I managed to get like somewhat up. And then I like fell back over onto my bed and like gone again, like it wasn't done with me and I wasn't like getting out of it. (laughs) So I just had to like, glow as a sun for however long and when I came back I was like violently shaking like and it wasn't a seizure although I'm sure it would have appeared to be one but like the energy that was flying out of me was so palpable and so powerful and so insane And I had to call my ex-husband because I was actually supposed to like go to court for like divorce proceedings. And I was like, I can't like operate a vehicle. (laughs) Like (laughs) I can't even like hold my phone to text you barely. Like I've just left my body and (laughs) you either have to come and get me or I can't go. And so the whole way there, he's like lecturing me, like this can't be a good thing. And I was like, well, like time-wise it didn't like suit this dimension but it's not a bad thing (laughs) I was like and he was like some of us just have to live in these meat suits and I was like well you don't actually like that's a choice you made like I'm not special but (laughs) anyway that was just a really strange conversation and it was like buzzing so big for like days and days and days and then it happened several more times just in meditation without like the big like emotional prompting it would just like happen and then I was like this isn't okay because it was like fucking up you know things I had to do um so then I got a teacher who showed me how to create a door so I could see it on the other side and make the choice to go through or not to come back or to go out to go out Like she was like, it should always be your choice. Like whatever that was, she said it was like, um, I don't know, she channels or whatever. And she said that like, whatever that was with my dad was literally like an anchor in my solar plexus. And so when I cut it, I was released. And so it was like this initiation into like holding this space and that it should get less and less, Mm. but that it should always be like a choice to leave your body Mm. um, like that. And so... Yeah, sometimes I can see it, like, just over there. (laughs) The doorway. What's that? You can see the doorway. I can just see, like, that glowing energy ball over Mm. there. And it's like, should I, like, go into that? But whatever, I have no idea, like, what that is or, like, what its purpose is or what it's doing to me. And it's so intense. And it takes me a really long time to recover from it. So I've honestly like not stepped through for a long time. And maybe I just, and now like the door, like that doesn't even appear. So I don't know if I've like integrated all of that or, and it's so funny because now that it's gone, I'm like, why isn't this happening to me anymore? I've been forsaken from these like transcendental experiences. But when it was happening, it was like, fuck that. It's so scary. (laughs) 
<laughs> How long ago was that 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 you last had that experience? Um, February. February. Oh, okay, cool. So it wasn't like ten years ago or something like that. No, no, no. That's it. Started in October. So through from October through February. Wow. Cool. Very interesting. <clears throat> I've got a couple of you know, questions. Anyone else that turns into a light ball? Because I have so many like shamans and mentors and teachers and like none of them know anyone or have any answers to me about what the light ball is. <laughs> well, I've experienced the light room a couple of times which may be akin to being in the light bulb, but not being able to see out of it and have the perception of, you know, cruising around or whatever, but. No, I was the light bulb. Like <laughs> there was nothing of me left. Mm. I just was like a son. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Did you, were you able to control the light bulb, like fly around and like hover over there and. No, because the light ball is so fucking powerful and pushing out so much energy. You just are this like energy, like. Wow. And how, 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 how was it when you were, when you were the light ball? How, how was that for you? Like, like over insane, insane. Like too much energy to control. You'd like just hanging by the skin of your teeth. Yeah. Well, I mean, like initially, yeah. But then like when I went back into it the first time I realized like I'm not getting out of this, I have to just let it be. Mm. And so I just surrendered to it. And what it was, was like so much power, like so there are no words for like that amount of power and energy. And like, I felt like I was just like melting into like this background here, like just like a, a literally like a miniature star or a sun. Like that was what I became. Hmm. Fascinating. Do you, do you think we all have a light bowl inside of us as, cause we are. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We are all the light. And I've experienced that as well. But whatever this was, was like, fuck. When I came back, I felt like I could have powered like all of downtown. Like, it was Mm -hmm. so... And so then I was like, am I like, are they like dipping me into it so I can hold and anchor more light like into the earth? Like, I don't know. You have so many questions. Like, what is the purpose of that? Like, what was the purpose of that? And why did it keep happening? And I mean, I don't know. That's partially why I agreed to this was because I just, maybe you knew someone else who might have more answers for me. Sure. But I emailed my shaman and he was like, you'll come back. You're fine. I mean, and that's it. (laughs) I'm like, what? (laughs) Very simple, yeah. Um, Wow, cool. So, and this has all happened within the last year, you said. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. Fresh, very new. It is, for sure. Mm. So tell me a little bit about the experience you had when, um, I can't exactly remember, but you died like your body died and you went and you you experienced the whole transition 
Right. Um, so I had to heal my heart, like with all of my ancestors present. I was like in this tower, like the leaning tower of Pisa. And it was just kind of understood that like all the way up were all of my maternal ancestors. And in the center was like the heart chakra just there. And they were like, you have to heal your heart. And I'm like, okay, like how the fuck am I supposed to do that? <laughs> and um, Of course, because this is the way my life worked. I had started my period 20 minutes after drinking ayahuasca because she just wasn't playing with me. She's like, not only are you going to do all this, but you're going to have this magenta energy flying out of your womb the whole time. Like, good luck with that. So um, I remembered the womb energy and I was like pushing it into that like symbol and then it like lit up and I like loved myself completely and instantly for like the first time ever in like my life and there was this like incredible celebration with like all of my ancestors and honestly one of the most profoundly beautiful things that's ever happened to me and then the next night I laid down and it felt like my sternum was like cracking open and I'd already had like so much darkness and pain and like all these terrifying like experiences the previous three nights. So I was like, what is this? No. And, you know, it was just a new level of surrender that I was like, every time I've tried to fight any experience I've had in here, it hasn't gone well. So like, fuck it. Like I give <laughs> whatever split my sternum open, let my guts spill out. I don't fucking care anymore. And I literally like surrendered in a fashion and in a way that I didn't even know was like possible. Like I literally just gave it all up. I gave it all up. And what I realized then was that it was a beacon actually calling me home that that pain that like whatever I was it wasn't actually pain it was just this unfamiliar sensation that I was labeling as pain because I didn't know what it was and so I was scared of it and it was like literally like a, a homing device like calling me home and it like I left out on my heart and crossed over into the most magnificent like bliss and joy into the sea of souls. We were all like little miniature light balls and we all looked the same and we were all in this like limitless undying sea, but I could still see like the souls of people I knew, like my family members and whatever. And we like nuzzle against each other as these like light balls and the angels were singing like celestial songs. And it was like a, freaking technicolor dance party and it was amazing <laughs> it was amazing wow ah oh, that's so nice i you know it reminds me of something similar that i had but i won't go there right now <laughs> yeah it was wild it was um and so then i guess the guy next to me <coughs> I was like doing like weird hand things. I don't know. I wasn't like in my body, but I was 
laying there and I guess I was doing like weird hand things laying on my back with my arms like straight up. And then at one point I like dropped my hands and I like hit him and it like brought me back to my body. And I, and he had just been like staring at me and I rolled over and he's like, what you doing, Taryn? <laughs> Cause he'd been watching me like do whatever the fuck I was doing. And I said, I'm weaving an umbilical cord to heaven so I can get back because my human has to pee. I don't remember any of that, but he like wrote it down in his journal because he was like, what the fuck was that? And I, that's apparently what I was doing, like out of my heart chakra, weaving an umbilical cord back to heaven so I could get back there. Hmm. That makes sense. I mean, (laughs) wow. So going to change it up switch over back to the other one where you let go of the ties to your father is that they were severed for me severed for you by like angels or whatever somebody cut that shit me and like all my ancestors and you know me and like this dimension and that dimension and all the fucking timelines that it was happening in (laughs) yeah it didn't feel like me at the time Mm. it felt very much like something had cut it and like with like a sword or like something so did and then you felt a you obviously i mean maybe not have you felt a shift since then with your relationship with your dad and that absolutely okay yeah i mean i had already like forgiven him like the forgiveness piece um, had come like way, way back with the ayahuasca, just because when you enter heaven, like there's nothing to forgive, right? <laughs> I mean, there's nothing to forgive because we are all limitless and dying love and it's all good. So, um, but yeah, like now he just, um, I don't know, we still talk, but like he has no idea what to do with me now (laughs) because he can't like he doesn't get anything from me any longer right so how are you going with the whole with 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 coming to terms with all this with processing this whole experience and then stepping you know back into this reality quote-unquote reality that we're living in uh i'm fantastic this is the best gift that's ever been given to me this is every I mean my whole life all I wanted was magic to be real and it is so like I'm good like I said I quit my job I left my husband lost all my friends and I've like never been so happy because I completely and utterly liberated myself and tell me tell me a little bit more about you going to your property and meditating and and using, huh? yeah, using your connection to this experience as a as a as your own cookie crumb trail to follow. Part of like what sent me on this journey was I lost my best friend to suicide, and that really like really jacked me up. And I started smoking cigarettes again, which I hadn't done forever, and yet that is still with me. Like with all the healing and all the medicine I've done, I've still got the cigarettes. Mm. Um, and the shamans say that that's grief, like grief lives in the lungs. And so I guess I'll be ready to give it up when I'm ready. Um, yeah. So that property in that land, I swear that I had manifested it 
so that it would be there when I did this, if that makes any sense, right? Because it literally like held me. It held me as I like crawled out of the ether and back into this dimension. And like, it kept me like sane and um, helped me like integrate the experience of trying to bring that love and those lessons like into this dimension mm-hmm. and how I would like possibly like move forward with that. Cause it didn't seem <laughs> possible. I mean, it felt like I could sit there and like meditate forever and like be connected to the bliss, but you know, I knew that I had to like leave my husband and leave my career and like do things on this earthly plane and that land like my connection to like nature, I truly felt like she just like wrapped me up and was like, we got you, like we can do this. And so what's interesting is you can't see it because of my background, but I'm in a three bedroom cabin now that is directly related five miles by trails through the mountain to my old place. (laughs) I prayed to that land all winter, this or something better, this or something better. And I have it. (laughs) I have a pond there's horses I'm on a giant ranch in this like hundred year old cabin in the middle of nowhere I can see like the tops of all the mountains like it's amazing (laughs) (laughs) amazing (laughs) so yeah like faith that level of faith um I mean, everything just works out for me now. (laughs) My mom's shitting rainbows and sunshine constantly. And it's mainly because I don't mind what happens because I have faith that whatever's meant for me is meant for me. So like that depth of, um, I don't know, faith. I don't know what else to call it. Never thought I'd be that person touting faith, but here I am. Yeah, well, another, like, how I'm imagining it, and I want to tie this in, is, like, when you're embarking upon this journey of, of like, letting go, there's, there's like, a certain amount of detachment that you have to practice of letting go of this body, of this that experience, and, and going forth into, like, into this amazing unknown experience. But... You know, like there's that detachment thing. You're not you're not attached to, you know, a said outcome, safety, security. You're not attached to what you know. You know, um, and I, I think there's a parallel. I, I don't know if you're you've experienced anything like this before, but you're experiencing now a parallel of this detachment that you experienced when you let go and you went into the unknown of this out-of-body experience and it's, it seems to be reflecting in your life, present life right now. Is that, could you comment on that? Absolutely. And I've also found that like, so also there's like a fearlessness that comes from that. Like I'm not scared of anything. Like danger is real, but like fear is just in your head. Mm. And so when you cultivate that, especially like in those experiences, I found that like that level of courage is always like highly rewarded. (laughs) Does that make sense? Like Mm. if you can like 
it's it's a surrendering of the fear because we are like indoctrinated we are like conditioned to fear anything that's unknown and so if you can like step outside of that then you are able to find the level of surrender like required to experience such things i guess mm. and that takes courage mm. yeah because it's scary as fuck <laughs> it is scary as fuck did you experience any um like do you have recollections of any consciousnesses that were residing in you know in the light ball or in that eternal blissful heaven whatever you want to call it well like the angels appeared to me to be like enormous um pastel translucent like sea rays floating above (laughs) and then i mean i had alien surgery which was interesting what what was that what's that um i don't know it felt like someone put this like ice like mask on my face like and I was like, what is this? And then there were like aliens standing there. And I'm like, okay. And they had this like laser and they like cut me open and they pulled, I could feel it. They pulled all of this shit out of my solar plexus, like just like pulled it out. And I surprisingly wasn't scared. Like aliens used to always terrify me because I knew they were real and I just didn't know what they would do. Um, but I was just like, whatever, guys, like, have at it. Whatever needs to go, needs to go. (laughs) And, like, that was it. And that removed my anxiety. Like, I woke up the next day completely and utterly, like, anxiety-free for the first time since I could ever, ever remember. So, I mean, yeah, aliens. There was aliens. And uh, angels and the sea of souls and then i like fucked off and was like watch this and like shot rainbows out of my hands and just kind of like floated through my background here like all throughout the like universe used like rainbows as rockets i don't even know i was like a blue whale at some point like i don't know crazy shit so this is all happening through the ayahuasca experience. That was, yes. Yeah. Um, I did have another blue whale experience during breathwork as well. Okay. And then my teacher was like, yeah, whales are transcendental, like multidimensional beings. And I was like, that makes so much sense. Mm. Like, <laughs> makes so much sense to me. <laughs> Whereas like a couple of years before, someone would have said that to me and would have been like, whatever. <laughs> Well, whales don't really, you know, they can just cruise around for in a straight line for ages and do other things or just sit there. <laughs> anyway. Through many dimensions, apparently. Mm. They just cruise. Just cruise. Singing their wicked songs. Wow, this has been fascinating. So did you, you had experiences post your ayahuasca ceremony that was like the door that opened this all up for you 
So yeah, for sure. The ayahuasca like changed absolutely everything. And it wasn't, I mean, it was the ayahuasca, but it was honestly like the dying that changed everything because death is nothing to fear. It's like glorious. <laughs> and I think that was the hardest part was like, why the fuck would I want to be here any longer? And that's why I would like sit in meditation for so many hours because I could like return to that. And then like literally at one point they said, it's time to get out of the ether and take care of your earthly affairs. And so that's kind of like when it ended and when I had to be like, okay, I'm leaving you and I quit my job and like all of this. I had to deal with my earthly affairs, but, um, that summer like gave me, you know, the land and all of that gave me like the fortitude to be able to learn how to bring that love in and how to like change my life in a way that would allow me to live out like being a representative of the love that we are in a way to like help and serve people, I guess. Yeah. And that, I mean, that was also what they said, like healer, heal thyself. Now you have to go back and show people that they can heal themselves too. Yeah. Cause no one can do it for you. It's always an inside job, but, and so, and then that's when I went and embarked on the journey to become a breathwork practitioner because the experiences I had doing that were so similar to the ayahuasca and a lot more palatable than like laying on a mattress with a bucket to like the general population. Yeah. It's a lot more accessible that one. Is that, is that what you're still currently doing as breathwork? Yeah. I don't do that like as um, a way that like, financially completely supports me i advocate for children in the foster care system as a job because who better to be in the courtrooms than an energy alchemist i literally like transmute it through my heart chakra so yeah like the transmutation thing has been huge it happens all the time which is probably why i need to spend so much time here alone in the middle of nowhere (laughs) regroup yeah, yeah. Well, if you're diving into the that kind of dark, darker, troubled world, you need to have. A- it is a very, very dense and dark world for sure. But who else is going to shine yeah. a light for these kids? Yeah, who else has got a connection to the polarity of that? Right. So yeah. So yeah. That's <laughs> my stories. <laughs> Amazing. If you find any other light balls, like please send them my way. <laughs> find any light balls. Well, maybe you could tell me if there's any parting words you have to, you know, set anybody off on their journey. Like it seems like you've done this the most recently that I've ever talked that I've talked to people, you know, especially today and, and yesterday about, you know, out of body experiences, near death experiences. Um yeah, what, what words of wisdom do you have since you've come back that, you know, you haven't already said yet, but that you've, um, that's like a message for humanity or just a message that you need to get out? I would say, you know, let it in, like stop 
resisting and hiding from everything inside of you because everything inside of you is light and that everything you want is on the other side of that fear. Yeah. So profound. It is, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) And even like in this mad, mad world that we're in, which I believe is like, you know, the dark night of the soul of humanity. Like, time's up, folks. Wake the fuck up. Like, you can't continue on like this. Um, And even that, like, the density of all of that, like, feeling all that and transmuting it, even though it's not mine, I know it's not mine, um, still can, like, bring you down. And it's so easy for me to just look around and be like, okay, really? I mean, like, look at your life. Like, (laughs) everything's good. All is well. So that has been such a gift, too, because, you know, everyone around is, like, running around with chickens, like, their heads cut off. And I'm like, all good, folks. (laughs) Yeah, it is all good. (laughs) Love wins. Love always wins. Yeah, and fear is just an illusion. It is. It is. And it's also highly contagious. <laughs> yeah. The most contagious thing. Way more contagious than this virus. <laughs> <laughs> Someone knows what they're doing out there, at least. <laughs> oh, yeah. Powers the bee. <laughs> anyway, um, I really appreciate your um your story and your sharing um so grateful one of the things that's come up for me like this is all sort of just come out of an inspirational you know like moment of like i looked at this post and i was like oh yeah what am i gonna write oh this is what i need to write and i wrote it and that was the post that you answered this call to you know research this thing because i've always had a fascination fascination about it but What's coming up for me now is like the more and more I go into this, the more and more I realize that that there are more, there are others out there like me. Well, thank you so much. Like it's, you know, not a story I tell every day. So it's kind of fun to revisit sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's incredibly like, it's like music to my ears listening to these stories and and your story. Um, Because I know that, that road and it's like retracing my own steps through that journey. And, and it's also like a deeply vulnerable sort of thing to be able to share, especially in, you know, the world, you know, I don't think I, I know that that contagion of fear is really like probably one of the biggest threats to being able to go on this experience and being able to navigate it and go like all the way and to, you know, really get that full transformational effect that you've had where you come back and you're like, boom, everything's brand new. You know, nothing's the same, you know, like total reinvent your life without the fear of anything and total like manifestation, like falling into place as you like, as you do that and everything works out perfectly and you're looked after and, and everything's like by design, you, 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 you're, you're trusting in your own capability of creating your reality. 
Yeah. And like I said, like, that's what I asked the shaman about. Like, why isn't everybody experiencing this? Because, you know, you make friends, lots of like really tight friends really quickly in these experiences. And a lot of them like didn't have what I had. And like I said, he said it was the polarity, like the depth, depth of the suffering equals the height of, of the rise. So I don't know what that's about. It's not like I would encourage people to go out and suffer to be able to experience this, but that was my experience. So I'm always looking and I'm always open to hearing these stories and learning and gaining the insights of the mythical out-of-body experience. So if you've had an out-of-body experience that you'd love to share with me and with the rest of the world for that matter, hit me up on Instagram at Quantum Feedback and just direct message me, say out-of-body experience, and that way we can, you know, we can book in a time, we can connect, and I'd love to hear your story and I'd love to share that with the world. And 